Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and I want to talk to you today about becoming best friends with God. I think we all uh, like to say we've got a best friend, or maybe you're blessed uh, to have uh, two or three people you call best friends. It's kind of how it was when I was in high school. I had uh, three guys that I ran around with quite a bit, and yet as we get older, uh, sometimes we don't have time as much for friends. And I even know for a lot of men, they'll even say, you know, I really don't have a a, a best friend, or maybe even somebody I'd call like friends. We have lots of acquaintances, but I want to encourage you today that, uh, you know, God wants to be friends with you. He is your Lord. He's your Savior. I mean, He is the Almighty, but He wants to have a relationship with you also, a friendship with you. God wants to be your best friend. And I've talked before about, you know, when we get that vertical relationship right, you know, looking to God, starting first thing in the morning, and then re-inviting Him to be a part of our day all throughout the day, before we lay our head down on the pillow at night, that it's just amazing uh, how much better those horizontal relationships, you know, all those relationships on this earth that we're involved in. Now, yes, maybe sometimes the circumstances are still very challenging, but the way we handle them is much, much different. The Bible says that God provides a peace that passes all understanding. And I've seen that numerous times in my life, and I know Many of you listening today, you're like, yep, I've been there, Greg. I've been there. And I was recently reading a devotion uh, from the book, the devotional book, What on Earth Am I Here For? The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And if you've never done this 40-day devotional book, I would highly recommend it. I did it 20 years ago, and it was just a game changer for me. And I started doing it again uh, with Gardenside Christian Church, where I'm pastor. And it's just been amazing uh, where the, what the Lord's already doing in my heart and life and so many others that have never read it. They have an updated version that he did a few years ago. Ninety uh, percent of it's the same, but um, it's just so, so good. And so I was reading Day 11 recently, and it was one on becoming best friends with God. And it just so spoke to me. I was like, I've got to do a Hope is Here program on this. And Romans chapter 5, verse 10 says, Since we were restored to friendship with God by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be delivered from eternal punishment by his life. Friends, uh, we know that so many times that uh, friends let us down, and yet God, even though we've let him down numerous times, that uh, he doesn't turn his back on us. And the Bible says in Proverbs, he's a friend that sits closer than a brother. And I know for some of you, you don't uh, maybe have brothers or sisters that you're very close with, or maybe you're an only child. And uh, I'm fortunate I have siblings, and I am close with them, and um, I'm so thankful for that. But you know what? God will be your friend when others don't let you uh, don't let you in or when they let you down. And yet, if you know, to be transparent, we know that our relationship to God, it's got a lot of different aspects, doesn't it? I mean, God is your creator. He's your maker. He's your Lord. He's your master. He's your judge. He's your redeemer. He's your father. He's your savior. And he's much, much more. But the most shocking truth is this. Almighty God yearns to be your friend. I mean, let's go back to Genesis, the very first book in the Bible. Okay. 
page one, all right? <laughs> Actually, probably more about page three or four, depending on your Bible. But uh, in Eden, we saw God's ideal relationship with us, Adam and Eve, enjoying an intimate relationship with God. There were no rituals, ceremonies, or religion, just a simple, loving relationship between God and the people that he created. Unhindered by guilt or fear, Adam and Eve delighted in God, and God delighted in them. I mean, we were made to live in God's continual presence, but after the fall, the ideal relationship was lost, and only a few people in the Old Testament had the privilege of friendship with God. Moses and Abraham were called friends of God. David was called a man after God's own heart. Job, Enoch, and Noah, they also had intimate relationships with God. But fear of God, not friendship, was more common in the Old Testament. Then Jesus changed everything. He changed his situation. When Jesus paid for our sins on the cross, the veil in the temple that symbolized our separation from God was split from top to bottom, indicating that direct access to God was once again available. I love a song by Hillsong uh, Worship. It's, I don't know, 15 years old, could be 20 by now, but it talks about that very thing that God made a way. He tore the veil down. The veil in the temple was broken. He made a way. I love that song, and just I'm so thankful, friends, that Jesus made a way. It wasn't just the religious, the priests that could go in and you know talk to God. And now, because of Jesus, the veil was torn, and that we have direct access to God. Uh, of course, in the Old Testament, the priest had to spend hours preparing to meet with God. Um, so, I mean, that's one thing. It's such a blessing for us and. Romans chapter 5, verse 11 says, Now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us in making us friends of God. I remember Israel Houghton and I think Phillips Craig and Dean, there's a blast in the past, had a song called I Am a Friend of God, uh, you know, based off you know, uh, that passage and love those songs and i mean you know sometimes we just don't realize it that god wants to be friends with us he is our savior he is the almighty god but he wants to have a relationship a friendship with us and that's only possible because of the grace of god and the sacrifice of jesus the bible says that all this done by god who through christ changes from his enemies to his friends of course uh, most of you are probably like me you remember that hymn what a friend we have in Jesus. But you know, God actually, I want to remind you, invites us to enjoy friendship and fellowship with him, with all three persons of the Trinity, our Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I've talked about this before, and I hope it's here, but I feel like I need to say it again today, that sometimes, you know, friends, we forget, that, yes, talk to God or Talk to Jesus, but Jesus said, hey, I'm going to leave a comforter and a counselor, the Holy Spirit, to help you know what you need to know and to guide you and direct you, and that I will be with you through the Holy Spirit. And I know a lot of us grew up in church like I did. It's, you really didn't hear much about the Holy Spirit. If you did, it was called the Holy Ghost, which <laughs> as a kid kind of scared me, right? But 
Friends, the Holy Spirit is there to speak to you. You know, love in the Bible, Jesus said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. I mean, think about that, friends. The very one that gave us breath says, hey, I'm going to make known to you everything. What a blessing that is to know that we can count on that. Jesus said that in John chapter 15, verses 9 through 11. It's just so, so powerful there when I read that. And the word for friend in John 15, 9 through 11 uh, doesn't mean a casual acquaintance, but a close and trusted relationship. That same word is used to refer to the best man at a wedding and a king's inner circle of intimate, trusted friends. In royal courts, servants must keep their distance from the king, but the inner circle of trusted friends enjoy close contact, direct access, and confidential information. God would want me that God would even want me for a close friend is hard to understand. But the Bible says he is a God who is passionate about his relationship with you. I mean, friends, the fact of the matter is knowing and loving God is our greatest privilege and being known and loved by God is our greatest pleasure. And God says, if any of you want to boast, they should boast that they know and understand me. These are the things that please me. So we just got a few minutes left today, but I want to share some things about, you know, how do you, you're like, okay, Greg, I really do want to be best friends with God. How do I do that? I want to share a few things here. Number one, becoming a best friend of God, number one, happens through constant conversation. Friendship with God, it is built by sharing all your life experiences with Him. Instead of just doing those 911 prayers, right? <laughs> I mean, we've all done them, right? But just having that conversation throughout the day that I talked about at the very beginning of this program and inviting him to be a part of all that you're doing, inviting him to have a front row seat in your life. He already knows it, but he loves it when we invite him. I love that a lot of you know this verse, Psalm 63, verse 3. It says to pray, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Psalm 63, verse 3, that God says, pray without ceasing. What that means is conversing with God while shopping, driving, working, or performing any other everyday task. And, you know, sometimes a common misconception I've found is that spending time with God means being alone with Him. Of course, as Jesus modeled, you need time alone with God, but that's only a fraction of your waking hours. Everything you can do can be spending time with God if God is invited to be a part of it and you stay aware of His presence. Really good book. I've not read read it all. I want to be transparent here, but uh, I've read some of it. What I did was so powerful. Um, Practicing the Presence of God uh, was written in the 17th century by Brother Lawrence, who is a humble cook in a French monastery. And Brother Lawrence was able to turn even the most commonplace and menial tasks like preparing meals and washing dishes into acts of praise and communion with God. So in other words, the key to friendship with God, Brother Lawrence said, is not changing what you do, but changing your attitude toward what you do. What you normally do for yourself, you begin doing for God, whether it is eating, bathing, working, relaxing, or taking out the trash. We'll say that again. 
The key to friendship with God is not changing what you do, but changing your attitude toward what you do. What you normally do by yourself, begin doing for God, whether it's eating, bathing, working, relaxing, or taking out the trash. And I know some of you listening may be like, or if you're watching on our YouTube channel, I want to remind you we have a YouTube channel, Hope is Here, and then Greg Horn, H-O-R-N. Hope you'll subscribe to that. Uh, not all of our programs on there, but a lot of them are. Hope you'll check that out. But I just think, you know, we need to take our everyday, ordinary life, invite God to be a part of it. Doesn't mean that we don't focus on other things, but so many times we can get sidetracked and God's like, hey, invite me to be a part of it. Another thing is that, you know, practicing the presence of God is a skill, a habit you can develop. Just like musicians practice scales every day in order to play beautiful music, uh, you know, sometimes you got to force yourself to think about God at different times in your day. You've got to train your mind. You must train your mind to remember God. You might post a little note, but post a note that says, God is with me and for me right now. You know, just a good reminder, friends, he's there. The second way to establish friendship with God is by thinking about his word throughout your day. And that's why I talk all the time on here about posting a Bible verse on a post a note and placing it all throughout your house and maybe on your dashboard of your car, your laptop. If we just did one verse a week, uh, that'd be 50 verses that you would learn in a year. And the fact when you have it in front of you, you meditate on it, um, you know, God will reveal himself to you. And, you know, I, I like Psalm 25, 14, though, it says friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence him. So please don't lose sight. I want to make sure that we honor God, we love God and respect God. But no, he desires a personal relationship with you. So I want to encourage you today to continue an ongoing dialogue with God and know that he wants to talk with you. Well, thanks for listening today. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. CMI is your full-service human resources provider in Central Kentucky. For 15 years, CMI Human Resources has taken great pride in helping organizations and people work. Whether it's employee handbooks or help in filling a position, no job is too large or too small for CMI. Contact the professionals today at CMI Human Resources, 859-296-2800 or online at cmiconsulting.com.